0: I wanna get locked up tonight Listen to Rob Rossi and roll. rock On the only podcast that I'll hear That won't make me wanna rip off my ears
1: Welcome everybody to another rock show. I'm Rocker Mike. Rob Rossi is right there next to me. And today we're talking about these guys, the helicopters. I've been trying to get to these guys for a couple of years. They're one of my favorite bands of the last 25 years. And uh, before we jump into it, just want to mention that this episode is sponsored by Park Dental Care in Richmond Hill, Queens. Uh, That's their website right there, 718 Dentists. They're great. They don't hurt. I've been going to them for 25 years. Rob, you you like them too, right?
2: Yeah, they're very good. They're very good dentists.
1: Fantastic. So, Rob, first question. You ever hear of the helicopters?
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I was looking at the Australian band
1: there. (laughs) There is an Australian band called the Helicopters. Yeah these are the helicopters but i saw
2: that documentary because you sent me like two documentary back to back one was like 40 yeah. something and they were pretty interesting they seem to be rocking pretty
1: they are the the greatest band that you never heard of okay uh i got familiar with them maybe by their second album which was called paying the dues uh they're from sweden Okay, and shout out to the Swedish fans out there. I know some of them were watching. Uh, they were really big in that country and in a lot of Europe and Japan as well. They were, they were pretty big. Never quite cracked the American market. They were here a few times. Uh, I got to see them once. Um, and I don't understand why they're not bigger here. They, they sing in English. Okay, they, they don't sound like, you know, they're not hard to understand or anything like that. Uh, they just sound like a great American rock and roll band. Their roots are the MC5, the Stooges, the Ramones. You know, they're kind of like a mix of punk and rock and roll. Uh, and they come from a great tradition of Scandinavian music, like, like Hanoi Rocks. Okay?
2: You know what? You didn't tell me that there were they were from Australia. I would think they were, like, from Detroit or Cleveland or something, because
1: they got that very American sound. Like yeah, a- well, that's that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I think that it, it boggles my mind that they didn't catch on here as much as they have, but that doesn't mean people don't know them. I mean, we, I saw them uh, in New York City, God, it had to be early 2000s or late, late 90s, I forget, uh, but uh, I think it was early 2000s, but... Um, The crowd was really into them. So they have like a cult following here, okay? You might see somebody with a shirt once in a while um, with it, but uh, how they're not bigger, I don't know. Um, I think because they didn't get the record label support that maybe other bands have gotten. Um, For instance, like the the Hives, okay, which were from Scandinavia as well, uh, they actually... And I'll get into this later. They actually opened for the Helicopters when they were starting and nobody knew who they were. Wow. But the Hives, you know, took off in America and had a couple of hit albums. But uh, I love this band, and the, the Helicopters. And uh, I'm just glad we're doing a show on them right now. So you ready? We'll get dive in.
2: Let's dive in.
1: All right. So, like I said, the Helicopters are a Swedish band and they formed in 1994 by Nick Anderson. Okay, he's on vocals and guitar. He's also known sometimes as Nick Royale. Uh, the, also, Andreas Tyrone Svensson, also known as Dragon. Okay, he plays guitar. Kenny Kenny Hackinson on bass. And Robert Erickson on drums. And let me just say right now, my, my, my pronunciation of Swedish names I, I find very difficult. I apologize if I butcher any names here but uh, you're all cool people. Um, Now, Nick had actually been a drummer, even though he's the singer and guitar player in in the helicopters. He was a drummer for the death metal band called Entombed. And they they had some success. They played the States. They were part of that thrash metal that comes out of Sweden and other parts of Scandinavia that's very popular. Dragon um, and, and Nick were taking a break from their bands. Dragon was in a band called the Backyard Babies. From the, he was in that band from the late '80s. Um, and the te- the helicopters were technically supposed to be a temporary side project for both of them, but due to the quick popularity in Sweden of that project, uh, they became kind of like uh, the main songwriting and performance vehicle for Nick. You know, once they took off. Nick just stayed with the helicopters, which I'll explain. Um, the band was the band name was actually inspired by a magazine article that was discovered by Nick and Dragon while they were on tour with Entombed in San Francisco. Backyard Babies and Entombed tour together. Uh, the article was about how the CIA was spying with helicopters on the marijuana fields in Mexico. <laughs> Okay, and the Mexicans would refer to the helicopters as helicopters, okay? And uh, they they thought that was a cool name for the band, and it is. So the band's first rehearsal actually took place on November 4th, 1994. Uh, It was just a jam session, all right? And then afterwards, um, two more rehearsals or so, the band decided to put out a single, all right? And it was called Killing Allen. And it was released in January 1995 on their own label called Psych Out Records. So remember, this was kind of just a side project. But now it's starting to turn into something. After releasing their second single in 1995, the Helicopters got signed by White Jazz Records and they released their debut album called Super Shitty to the Max. And that, that was in June of 1996.
2: I think that's a
1: great great name for a... It is. I mean, you're guaranteed to not get played on the radio, but what are you going to do? You know? Um, The album was recorded live at Sunlight Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, In only 26 hours it took to record the record, and that was in February of 1996 that they did that. Uh, It originally came out on vinyl. Okay, 500 copies were pressed on white vinyl and then followed two weeks later with a cd release now in 97 it was released on clear vinyl in japan 1500 copies and came with an extra track of the band covering the misfits classic bullet okay the record was produced by tomas skogsberg okay uh one thing i gotta mention is 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 the the helicopters yep that's the album cover very cool right yep uh the one thing that they do consistently is is they're very uh, they're very into putting things out on vinyl. They were doing that back in the '90s before the the vinyl you know comeback. Really, they were still doing it. I have a couple of their singles and things like that on 45. Now this album, super shitty to the max, it sold very well in Sweden and. Basically, it was on the strength of a couple of songs, like Born Broke, Gotta Get Some Action Now, a song called Random Riot. Excellent. Now, the helicopters would win a uh, Swedish Grammy for this album, and an extra member was actually recruited for the album. His name is Anders Lindstrom, and he's also known as Boba Fett. Hmm. The guitarist... He was a guitarist for the Swedish rock band, the Diamond Dogs. Uh, He was recruited to play keyboards, all right, even though he he played uh, guitar for that, Diamond Dogs. Uh, And he joined on the upcoming Scandinavian tour with Kiss that they had in 1997, in June of that year. In February of 97, a few months earlier, the helicopters recorded their follow-up album called Paying the Dues. And uh, in my opinion, this is this is their their best album, okay? Uh, this album was a multi-produced effort by Tomas Skogsberg, uh, a founding member of the Diamond Dogs, and named um, uh, a guy named Andrew Shit. Okay, now I don't know if that's his real name. Wow. I don't know if Shit is, is, is a Scandinavian name. I have no idea. And the helicopters themselves produced it. Now, on September 21st, the band
2: about this album, right? Paying
1: the dues. Paying the dues. Yep, yep. There was a n- different album cover as well for that with them on it with a white background. Uh, it was released with two different album covers. Now on September twenty-first, the band had a release party for Paying the Dues. Uh, it would be officially, officially released October first, nineteen ninety-seven, on White Jazz Records. That's Grande Rock. It's coming up. Um, Like the first album, it had special colored vinyl pressings, and uh, they would come out first, and then the CD would be released. The vinyl release would have an extra bonus track of the band covering the song City Slang, originally done by the Sonic Rendezvous band, which was Fred Sonic Smith, his project after the MC5. Um, In my opinion, even though this record didn't sell as good as Super Shitty, uh, I think it's better. Okay, I think there's just something about this record. They tapped into something that was, you know, 25 years a sound from 25 years earlier out of Detroit. Uh, yes. this, this album stands with uh, anything the MC5 did, anything the Stooges did. Uh, I, that's how good I think it is. I think it's just one of these like timeless classics that when you hear it, you'll never forget it. So. Check it out. If there's any album by them, and I'm going to talk about all of them, if there's any album by them that you should get, it's this one. It's called uh, Paying the Dues. So um, every song on this this album is solid. There's really no filler. There's no ballads, nothing like that. Their MC5 and their 70s Kiss, which is also a big influence on them, uh, it really shines through, Okay. And, uh, of course, you could even hear elements of Garage Rock and Motorhead uh, in there. Um, I believe they, they they cover a Motorhead song uh, on another album. I think it might be on the Cream of the Crap compilation called Speed Freak. I forget which album it's on. But they cover the, the Motorhead song of that. So Mo- Motorhead was a, was a big influence as well. The opening song on this album is called You Are Nothing. And it basically sets the table for this sonic blast that... Like I said, you'll never forget. Uh, the last track is called Psyched Out and Furious. There's ten songs on the whole album. And, you know, it just blows it out of the water. Okay? So get that record. Now, after the release of Paying the Dues," Nick left Entombed to concentrate entirely on the helicopters. Okay? So he was he gave up on Entombed, liked what he was doing with the helicopters, and that was going to be his main songwriting vehicle. Um, a Swedish tour would begin, which included a show at the second largest stage at the Holtzfred Festival, uh, while the band also also famously at the same time in that festival played a secret show on a backstage okay for special guests. Um, in 1998, the helicopters toured Europe with a band called Glucifer. Um, they, would, <laughs> they, they would record a, a split album with Glucifer okay, called Respect the Rock, where half one side was helicopters, one side was Glucifer. Uh, Dragon, unfortunately, would leave the band at this point, okay? Uh, he would go back to the Backyard Babies. Um, he had been with them since 1989. I guess he felt some loyalty towards them. I'm not really sure. Uh, he did leave them in the middle of the tour, and they were kind of stuck, so they recruited... Uh, Two guitarists, one named Chuck Pounder and one called Matthias uh, Helberg, uh, both were well-known Swedish musicians. They would soon begin a tour of Scandinavia and the U.S. and Canada. While in the U.S., the helicopters got to jam with legendary Detroit rockers Scott Morgan, who was in the Sonic Rendezvous band, and Wayne Kramer of the MC5. And that jam sessions, that those jam sessions would begin kind of like a working relationship over the years that they would be involved with these guys. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, they were meeting their idols. That's pretty cool. Now, in September of 1998, the band recorded their third album called Grande Rock. You just put that picture up before. Be. Right. Now, due to the due to the absence of a second guitarist, both Boba Fett and Helberg contributed guitar parts to this album, okay, they, they hadn't officially replaced Dragon at this point. Now, keeping their tradition of vinyl releases and CD releases, this, this self-produced record came out in May 17, 1999 on White Jazz Records. The sound on Grande Rock is a little bit different than the last two. Uh, it was recorded in an old studio in the Swedish forest, okay, where the band learned some older kind of recording techniques from a a guy that was in the business for a a long time. Um, The album has like a 70s classic rock feel to it, okay? Um, That's what they were looking for. They were looking for an older kind of sound, okay? And, you know, we're talking the late 90s. Everything was starting to be digitized. You get kind of a, a more of a raw sound when you record it in an old way, meaning probably analog, okay? Sometimes sounds bleed over, it's not perfect, and that just creates a different kind of atmosphere than to record something so clean, you know what I'm saying? Just, and that's that's a big thing now, too, is there's a lot of bands that look for old studios, old analog studios. There's not that many left in the world, okay? Uh, one band, we, we did a show on these, if you remember, was the White Stripes, Okay, and I think it was, uh, I think it was the album uh, Elephant, all right, that that they recorded that way, uh, strictly on analog with old vacuum tubes and everything like that in the studios, and uh, the helicopters were interested in that kind of thing too. So Grande Rock actually broke into the Swedish top ten for one week. Uh, the strongest tracks on this record are the songs Paul Stanley, Move Right Out of Here. Uh, and a great one called The Devil Stole the Beat from the Lord. Okay. (laughs) Now, for this ensuing tour, the helicopters hired American guitarist Robert Dahlquist as a full-time replacement for Dragon. The band would soon tour with Wayne Kramer, the Nomads, and a band called the Powder Monkeys. In 2000, the band would head back to the studio to record their first record with their new guitarist, uh, who by then had earned the nickname Strongin or Strings, okay? Because he used to break strings all the time at rehearsals. He played so hard. He would he would break strings. Um, it was also the first time they would work with producer, uh, his name is Keysby, okay? hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and he had worked with Sahara Hot Nights and the Nomads. Sahara Not- Hot Nights was a cool girl band from Scandinavia that uh, that would uh, have a couple of minor hits in America around that time. Uh, right, this new record, and you're showing it there. It's called High Visibility. Spent 12 weeks on the Swedish charts and would go on uh, go on to be gold in that nation. Uh, The band set out on a Scandinavian-slash-European tour with a then-unknown band called The Hives. And that was the opening for them. Uh, High Visibility was released in America. It was the first one that was released. Uh, Strictly everything were imports before that. Um, And they also recorded a documentary that was released here called Goodnight Cleveland, which showed their their tour time. That was the time I saw them. That was about the time, 2000. Um, In early 2002, the helicopters released their first compilation of non-album tracks called Cream of the Crap, Volume 1. There would be a Volume 2 that would come out a couple of years later, and both releases came with a half of a poster. So when you got the second one, it made one whole thing. Uh,
2: What about this, right?
1: Yeah, that's Volume 1, I believe. Volume 2, I think, has, like, a pink background, but it's, like, the same kind of cover. And, um, yep, like a reddish... Yeah, that's that's right. And, unfortunately, they've only put out two of these, and I know that they've got a lot more material that, that hasn't come out, but they just haven't put out another... This is all, like, B-sides and unreleased stuff. Um, the One of the things that stands out on the first one is... Uh, their version of Gimme Shelter from The Stones. Okay, great, fantastic version of that. Um, they would lay down 20 songs for their fifth album, okay, uh, which would be called By the Grace of God. And uh, 13 of those 20 would make the cut. Yep. And uh, that became a popular tattoo uh, for a while. You were seeing T-shirts with that for a while uh, related to the band. Um and that album was recorded at Polar Studios in Stockholm, very popular studio in that city. <clears throat> the title track, By the Grace of God, spent 7 weeks on the Swedish singles chart and the record would be another gold one for the band. Okay? The band would then find themselves opening for the Rolling Stones and also ZZ Top in Stockholm and Helsinki. Okay. Yeah and they were making their way through Scandinavia. Now, before recording their next album, the helicopters decided to take a break. They wanted to focus on some side projects. Uh, Nick worked with a band with Scott Morgan from Detroit called The Solution. It's kind of a soul band, a little different than what he was doing before. Uh, They released a a record called Communicate, and that came out in 2004. Uh, He also contributed backing vocals for The Cardigans, Remember the Cardigans, oh,
2: yeah.
1: okay, um, on the their album "Long Before Daylight." Just a quick side note: I'm not a big fan of the Cardigans, but that song "A Love Fool" that was a big hit, okay, yeah. was not indicative of their sound. Okay, they were a very d- different band. That was the biggest thing they had. That was their biggest hit in America, but but they didn't sound like that. They were they were like more of a heavier band. Yeah, they were they were they were like a one hit wonder too. That was a one hit wonder. Yeah, uh, they really didn't do much in America after that, but they released a lot of records in in Scandinavia in Sweden mostly. Okay, and they were they were very big there. Um, Dahlquist, okay, the new guitarist, he started this project called Thunder Express Express, uh, which was named after a, an MC5 release. Um, it was later renamed Dundertaget, which I think probably means the same thing in Swedish. Um, and also, he recorded an album called Fula Gubben Hitler. I don't know what that means. If anyone wants to private message me, just saying what it's called. I don't know. Um, and that was with Swedish singer-songwriter Stefan Sundström. He recorded that record. Now, on that album, the cover of that record, uh, Fula Guban Hitler... Doc West is is pictured suspended on a cross. Okay, so it's a little out there. Now, he actually toured that album uh, with former helicopter member Matthias Helberg, the replacement they had for Dragon in the beginning. Um, In 2005, the helicopters would get back together to record Rock is Dead, Okay, and the CD release came with a 25-minute bonus DVD, entitled, Poking the Stiff, which chronicled the recording of the album, okay, and the vinyl release once again came on colored vinyl, they were still doing their vinyl releases, and a picture disc was actually created as well, Uh, a label put that out in Europe. Uh, The album's title, Rock is Dead, is referring to basically the band's general attitude towards rock and roll at that point, um... That was in 2005, and, and you know, by that point, rock really kind of was out, starting to be out of the consciousness of people. Uh, you know, kids were not being familiar with it. Uh, you know, if you remember 2005, what was big? Just a lot of, like, poppy, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It's already, you know, more than 15 years ago. You're talking 17 years so, it's a whole generation really has gone by without rock and roll being in their conscience, which is sad. Uh, but I think it will come back. Now, the track off this album called I'm in the Band ended up on Guitar Hero 3. Right. That's the album cover for Rock and Roll is Dead. Uh, and also, a song on that called Bring It On Home can be heard in the game NHL 2007. Okay. And... You know, that's that's another thing, is, is is a lot of these video games were paying these artists to use their music. And they were making more money on that. I guarantee you that the helicopters made more money in this country off Guitar Hero 3 than they ever did on their albums.
2: I, I believe that. You know who probably did that? And probably,
1: and probably their tours as well.
2: Aerosmith did that. Aerosmith probably made more money on the Guitar Hero 3 or whatever Guitar Hero yeah. they did.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll, never,
2: I'll, never
1: forget. I'll never forget my, my son uh, Sebastian one time I was in the car and uh, School's Out by Alice Cooper came on the radio and I cranked it up a little bit it's one of my favorites and he's like who is this? and I said it's Alice Cooper he goes I know this song from Guitar Hero and I'm like wow that's you know and other, other games like what Grand Theft Auto has music and stuff like that yeah,
2: yeah. had a lot of. They they always use like the old school 80s soundtrack and
1: yeah, you know, metal 80s. metal songs and things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good. It's another way to promote the music, right?
2: Yeah. So, so these guys they've been doing albums, albums, albums. They have they had some kind of success, but I'm so shocked that they didn't really break through like. They should have totally been here make it big in the U.S.
1: They, were, they came at a... I think they came at a strange period in America. If you remember the late 90s, early 2000s, really, you know, grunge was over with. Uh, grunge had been over with for seven, eight, nine years. And, you know, what was out there? There was nothing. There really wasn't any kind of rock and roll. It was all soft stuff out there. Yeah. So they, really, they weren't going to get the airplay had they started maybe in 90 or 91 they might have rode the coattails of some of that grunge stuff and been bigger you know but they just came at a time when they did it was it was just not a good time for that kind of music yeah to be honest with you to be honest with you rob most of the best bands in rock and roll you know never really caught on you know uh, not that I'm only into obscure things, okay, but it's just sometimes things are better off underground, you know, and it, and, and that's where rock and roll is now, and yeah. I think it's going to reach a point where it's going to come back, and, and hopefully people take a chance on it and start playing it again in, in bigger ways than they're doing now, but um, this album, Rock is Dead, we were talking about. It got to number three in Sweden, and it also went top 20 in Finland. Next, next country over. Um, in March of 2006, the band embarked on their first American tour in three years and also toured Sweden with the Hives and the Backyard Babies on what was called Where the Action Is tour. Uh, the track, Nothing Terribly New, was also mentioned several times as one of Stephen Van, Stephen Van Zandt's favorite new garage rock songs. Wow. Uh, little Stephen, when he started his garage uh, underground garage show, he did give a little a little props to to the helicopters. I I, I had actually written him a couple of times saying you got to play these guys more. You know, I emailed yeah. them, <laughs> but they didn't play them that much, just a little bit. Um, October 12, thousand and seven. The helicopters announced that they would be breaking up, okay, Uh, after their next and seventh release. It was an album of cover songs called Head Off, and the band claimed they wanted to quit while they were still on top, all right? Uh, You know, even though they hadn't totally broken the American market, they were still big in Europe, particularly Scandinavia. They wanted to just, you know, leave while they were on top in that country, and uh, Head Off was an album of covers, but it it's, it's one of these cover records that, yep, that every song on there is an obscure song. So you wouldn't even know, unless you knew the music, that it was a covers album, okay? Wow. Which is an interesting way to do a covers album, okay? Two songs that nobody really knows. They know them because they were mostly Scandinavian. A couple of American bands uh, were on there as well. But the album debuted at number four in Sweden and it went top 20 in Finland. The last Helicopters shows were played in Stockholm on October 25th and 26th, 2007. Uh, Several friends and band members would join the Helicopters on stage at these final shows, a couple past members, things like that, a lot of jams with people on stage. Now, after the breakup, Band members went on to do side projects and solo efforts. Um, In March of 2016, the first biography book of the band was released in French with an English release, I believe, in 2018. Uh, On February 3rd, 2017, guitarist Robert Dahlquist died at the age of 40. He had an epileptic seizure and he drowned in his bathtub.
2: Oh my
1: God! Yeah, he. Uh, I'm not. I don't know too much of the details. I remember hearing about this, uh, reading about it on the internet. Um, he was touring. He had some solo concerts lined up. The helicopters were about to announce their comeback. Okay, he passed in February of 2017. Uh, excuse me. Um, okay, let me back up here a second. Um, In 2017, he announced that he was going to go out on these solo tours, and he sadly passed away. But in April of 2016, the Helicopters had announced that their original lineup would reunite for the 20th anniversary of Super Shitty to the Max. Uh, They did play some rock festivals, okay? Not sure if Dahlquist was part of this. It was mostly about their original members. Um, and they played some rock festivals in Sweden over the next year. Uh, Sammy Jaffa was involved from, from Hanoi Rocks, was playing with them a little bit on bass. Uh, he replaced the original member, Kenny Hackinson, at one point during that reunion tour. Uh, I don't believe Quist was really involved with that. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I stand corrected. Um, on December 17, 2021... The helicopters announced a new studio album. Okay, we hadn't heard from them in a long time. Yep, um, that's the record right there. It's called Eyes of Oblivion, which is I just got it uh, about two weeks ago, and I've been listening to the shit out of it in the car. I, I still keep a CD player in my car. I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of listening in the car when I'm driving around, and I, I always I always judge my records by how good they sound in the car. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but that's where you really
1: get the acoustic. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's hot out. I got the AC on. It's bouncing off the windows. You know, it's all good. Um, the album was released in April of this year, and it got rave reviews. Uh, two videos were recorded, which you can see on YouTube, a song called Reaper Hurricane, and another song called So Sorry I Could Die. Great, great songs, great videos. Um, and right now the band is currently on tour in Europe. Wow. So hopefully they're going to come here. Um, I'd like to go see them again. I'm going to keep uh, an eye on that. This show will be up in November, I believe. Okay, uh, the helicopter show we're recording right now. So let's uh, let's hope that they by then they may have come around or they are about to. I think that a lot of uh, they're just waiting for a lot of these venues to really reopen again. I mean, so many bands are holding off coming here right now because of all the COVID restrictions. That are still in place, someplace. It's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I mean, recently the damned played with Blondie, and Captain Sensible is not playing all these shows because he's not vaxed, and there's you know stuff going on with Blondie wanting everybody to be vaxed. So I don't know, I don't know. I mean, let's hope some of these bands can really come back because we're done with this COVID shit. Bring on monkeypox. You know what? <laughs>
2: that's, that's a new one. That is the new one. I wanted to show you the cover. You were talking about the upside the Jesus. The oh,
0: race. yeah.
1: I, I'll be honest with you. I've never heard that record, and I don't know what. It, I don't know if it's more of a thrashy kind of thing. It sounds like something like a death metal thing, but it might not be. Did you find it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs>
1: oh, what does Fulaguben Hitler mean?
2: i think that means dog or something i gotta look at the i'll tell you the next show i'll tell you what that means i'm trying to look at my freaking um oh wait up i do have the translator here let me see all if right can, uh, googled it put it on there the next thing i know what the fuck? <laughs> what's yeah. going on let me look at the album cover again let's see i gotta, I gotta switch it from germany to english <laughs>
1: well, Ula Gub Hitler, I don't think that's German. It's probably Swedish, but it's very simple.
2: Swedish, yeah. So all right, so I gotta do they have Sweden in this thing. Uh oh they do have Sweden. No, they don't have Sweden.
1: Alright, let me see what happens when I when I check it. I'll just Google it the way it is. Sometimes you sometimes you get a uh, a translation. All right, we're doing a little a little translating today. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Translation.
2: It can be anything good. What the heck? I don't know. I can't find it. Maybe they don't have one.
1: Yeah, let me see what Fula, maybe Fula Gubin. Maybe we can figure it out from that. Maybe it means fuck you. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: interesting. There was a, something called Fula Gubin. Song by, there was a band called Fula Gubin. I'm gonna have to get back to you about this. I don't know what it
2: means it's yeah. <laughs> pretty funny he means fuck you I don't know <laughs> maybe- uh,
1: I'll have to ask some of our Swedish fans that that you know write little nice things about us once in a while
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <That's> pretty- <laughs> <laughs> but sa- sadly sadly, Dahlquist died I mean that's he was a good guitarist I saw him the one time I saw the helicopters I I I, I saw him and he was, he was just
2: tearing it up oh so he was like really good
1: Yeah, yeah, and he was was American. He was American with a Scandinavian background, so he fit right in.
2: But to die like that, like an epilepsy, man.
1: Well, you know, sometimes a seizure can, I guess you could pass out. So if you pass out in your bathtub, you can drown, right?
2: Damn, that's crazy. When you think like a bathtub, it doesn't look menacing at all, and then you hear somebody die, it's like, what the fuck?
1: Too Too many rock stars have died in the bathtub. I
2: mean, it's, like, it's
1: like a, it's like a freaking um. Jim Morrison died in a bathtub. He
2: had
1: a massive heart attack in the bathtub, and and uh, Billy Billy Mercia, the original New York Dolls drummer, he died in the bathtub overdosing. You know, it's very common. All
2: right, Mike. So another great show. We learned about the helicopters.
1: I can't emphasize paying the dues enough. Okay, if you watch this show and you and you're interested, start with that record. All right. and, and I guarantee you'll go back, get the first one, and buy the rest. Because their sound is is consistent. They're consistently excellent. I never heard a song from them I didn't like. Uh, this new record, though, Eyes of Oblivion, there's a couple of tracks that are a little bit different sound. Uh, there's an actual kind of ballad on there and everything, but, but it's really, really good. So check that out. Sup- support this band. They really... They've been killing it for like twenty five years, even though they took a little time off. But they've been killing it.
2: Got another album, which is that's pretty incredible. You would think once you did it, you're like, I, I I'm not going to go with these guys no more. Blah blah blah.
1: No, they sold it. They sold. There's a market for them in Europe. You know, there there was a market for them. They made a lot of. I mean, they toured with the Stones. They opened for the Stones. You know, you that's could. Huge. Yeah. So, all right, Rob. So, uh, if anybody's looking for me on. Uh, the internet. You could find me on social media. Uh, Facebook, I'm on the Rocko Mike, Rocko Mike, with the Rock Show Podcast group page also on Facebook. Uh, I'm under Mike 212 on the uh, Rocker Mike212 on Instagram. I'm on the Rocker Mike on Twitter, Cloud Hub, MeWe, Truth Social, and Getter. I'm everywhere.
2: Everywhere. How about you, buddy? Me, you can find me at. Um spotify uh the getting lumped up show you can find us on spotify but you can email me at getting rob rossi at getting lumped up you can find me on facebook instagram twitter and probably a bunch of other social media uh platform that you guys use we're also on pandora and a bunch of other places too if you spotify know.
1: stitcher itunes yeah. All the, the audio podcast is all over the place. Anywhere you have a podcast, you know
2: where we do strong in Apple. The most people that listen to us on Apple uh, podcast. So we got like is, that, is that Apple
1: iTunes? Is that is that
2: yeah? But it's uh, the Apple uh, podcast. Like it's, it's like a whole separate thing. Apple uh-huh. podcast. So we got like most of our listeners. Sixty one percent of our listeners are from Apple.
1: That's great. I know we do, We've been we've been doing well.
2: Yeah, three percent is from Spotify. Three percent from Anchor, then from everywhere else. There's a bunch of other stuff. I don't know who they are. Like, I have no idea, but they carry the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I've seen that. Some some podcast engines, I have no idea where they are.
2: Yeah, because somebody would say, oh, I heard you on this. i say, I don't even know who the hell that is. And they're like, yeah, you're <laughs> on that, OK? <laughs> So people are listening,
1: so that's pretty good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoy, everybody enjoyed the show today. Yeah. Uh, the next rock show in two weeks we're going to have is on the making of the Rolling Stones album, Goats Head Soup. Uh, the excellent 1973 record that is one of my all-time favorites. We're going to dive deep into that and talk about how they put that record together and what happened when it came out and the controversies about the album cover and all kinds of
2: shit so should oh, yeah. be good. should be a good episode and you know what like we always say don't get drunk
1: get lumped up
2: see you next week
1: take care people